sass, signs and vibes with Coco and Amy. A little bit about us. If you're sensitive to swearing and frank conversations about sex, it's probably best to avoid this series. So, do you want to know a random fact? Fact. I mean, random fact. Random fact? <laughs> random a random fact. fact. Random, random fact. fact about me. God. <laughs> Is it something I don't know? I don't think you know, no. Ah. Anyway. It's linked to my childhood. Right. So, when I was living in my first house in Dagnum, Dagnum, <laughs> um, I was about seven or eight years old, around year five. I've seen in McDonald's that you could buy a Happy Meal and there was a like, free cinema ticket. So, so, you buy the Happy Meal and then you just like rip it off and get a ticket to the cinema. And the film was like Ratatouille or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, one Saturday I didn't have any plans, so I asked my best friend at the time if she would come to the cinema, and she was like, hmm, no, I'm busy, and I was like, hmm, okay, I thought, fuck it. I asked my mum for two quid, and off I went. Right. So I marched to McDonald's, and then went to the cinema, and watched the film on my own. Quite sad, really. When you were seven yeah, years old? Seven. <laughs> And I was watching the film. I enjoyed it. It was good. Did it have subtitles? No. Back then they were rubbish with subtitles. That yeah, time, yeah. And then I left the cinema after we enjoying the film. And as I was, like, leaving, I saw my best friend going into the cinema to watch the film. And I was like, you know, I think that was, like, my first experience of Little Heartbreak. Like, she lied to me. Um... And because I've asked if she wanted to come to the cinema and she told no, I had other plans. And then she went to the cinema. Was she on her own? No, she was with her brother. I walked home, I was sobbing my heart out. And I felt like she was supposed to be my friend and she just like fucked me yeah, over. She fucked you over. But it also shows like who I was even at that age, you know, like a bit streetwise, mm. I was seven, noticing a free ticket on a cinema, Happy Meal, and I was only seven and gone to watch a film on my own. So it'd be interesting to know if your friend was deaf or hearing. Mm. So you communicated okay? Yeah, we spoke. Didn't sign at all with no, her? No, no, I didn't with my hearing friends. Yeah, we were really close, yeah. I think when people are young, you're less aware of the world and a bit clueless about risk and consequences to our actions. We didn't have an understanding of consequences back then. We just cracked on and then panicked and fumbled through. So now we understand the consequences, the risks, and we consider people's feelings and when they're cautious. But back no then, fear, we weren't bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, can't, can't, can't. I think that's what I miss about being young. We just didn't care about what people thought. It was like, fuck them. We had no consideration for social media and what people thought about us or our appearance. You know. Oh, bless you. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor little Coco. It's weird because I've never known the young Coco mm. and you never knew no. the young Amy. But our dads were best friends. Yeah, growing up, yeah. Yeah, so the, we both had deaf parents and they were friends growing up and remained really close, but they didn't really include no. us in that friendship. It was just their male bonding time. I think, I think once they had families, they just naturally drifted apart. You know, naturally. Yeah. And then back then, they would play football together, they would socialise. Go on holiday together. Yeah, they would get into trouble together. Mm-hmm. I remember you told me that our dads had 
went away with a group of friends on a canal boat. Mm, canal for boat. The weekend. Where was that? Uh, I think it was Northfoot. It was somewhere mm. Mm, for the weekend. Um, and uh, they got to the last night and they ran out of booze, ran out of fads, food, pretty much everything. Um, my dad said they parked up through the night and they saw a shop window being left open. So they decided to break in. Sorry, Dad, I'm telling the world. Please don't arrest him. Uh, um, yeah, so um, they actually broke in and they sold food, booze, booze, whatnot. And my dad was a heavy smoker and was going on about fags. It was important. Get the fags, get the fags. And one of his friends were grabbing boxes, not knowing what they were. And my dad was just like, oh, just take it out, take it out, be quick. Time. Come on, we ain't got time. <laughs> So they went on the boat early hours of the morning and, you know, snuck off. And everyone was began ripping, like, the boxes to see if they've stolen anything. And it was just postcards. postcards. Yeah. <laughs> and they threw it overboard. Stupid, really. Like, the evidence is, like, following him down the canal. They were lucky our dads could have gone to prison. No. We're not like our fathers, though. They were wild. Oh, no. We're sort of... Innocent, really. Cheeky. Just a little bit cheeky and innocent, aren't we? I remember when I first met you, and I knew your father because my because of my dad's stories, and I knew that he had three daughters, and I'd seen you all around, mm. and you knew who yeah, I you was. Knew, you knew my older sister, didn't you, Emma? Yeah, your sister. And I'd seen you around, but we finally met properly in 2012. Mm, yeah. No, 2013? 2012, December 13. time, wasn't it? Because I was travelling in 2012, but... Okay, so you remember yeah. it was 2013. We yeah. met. Who's this woman? <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Well, really, you kept you were obsessed with me. You kept approaching me, and I, you know, I to tell you back off. Uh, be honest. Be honest. Tell them. Come on. Be honest. No, I remember you were very flirtatious. I am, I am a flirty person. For some reason, you were extra flirty with me, though. Please. I could feel it. I could Same. sense it. I remember. Yeah. I fancied you, and I had a boyfriend at the time and I'd always thought that I was straight and then I saw you and it was interesting mm-hmm. I thought you looked interesting I remember feeling nervous and a bit giggly around you yeah I'd just broken up with my ex and then you were going through a bad time as well when we just connected mm. and then um, you broke up with your boyfriend it seems like our relationship always ends at a similar time yeah, similar times yeah which is good for us really isn't it yeah, we've enjoyed life together. Yeah, didn't we? we've done so much like since then. Yeah. Like we travel together, we work together, mm. we're doing a podcast together. I know. We socialise together. Yeah. We do do a lot together, and we have so many memories, lots of highs and lows. It's split it content warning. One of my best memories Ooh. with you could be the first deaf game show, mm, Sign to Win. Sign to Win, yeah. You just went for it and applied and asked me to do it with you. Mm. Uh, I was up for it, and it was around COVID time. So the two of us went along, and it was brilliant. We had so much best fun. Best day ever. It was the best day. It was so good. I think it was just like so wholesome because it was just like the first day game show. The crew were all deaf. We had deaf presenter. It was just wow. First deaf yeah, game so show linked important. to being deaf and BSL, and you swore all the time. I, I to know. keep shoving you to stop. You're like, oh fuck, oh sorry, fuck, oh shit, sorry. It's like stop swearing. You're like, oh fuck. Stop oh, swearing. I know, I can't help it. My necklace said cunt. Cunt, yeah. yeah. Mm. You better at swearing, my boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, much better. I grew out of it, yeah. 
Right, so my best memory of you. Mm. Hang on, why do I feel like your best memory is going to be my worst memory? <laughs> yeah, well... What is it? Mm, well, it's a funny memory from when we went travelling recently. Um, we went travelling around Bali for a month. Very exciting. And it was the last <laughs> night and we were due to fly back the next fucking day. And we thought, well, we're supposed to have one or two drinks. One yeah. or two drinks, but then we had like ten Then it turned drinks. to the session, then we were pissed and, you know, you were away with it. You were gone. Jesus. Um, and I was talking to some hearing gay men, having a bit of a dance, lapping around with the belt, you know. And then it started to rain. I disappeared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said you wanted to go home. And I said, let's you need to wait because, you know, we're going home by scooters. Oh, shh. Yeah, you're not allowed to drink dry, but yeah, you're allowed to buy it. <laughs> then you disappeared. And I was like, where is Amy? But I met this lovely guy. Um, you know, we were looking around. Where's Amy? Where's Amy? We searched around the place four or five times trying to find you. And I thought, OK, I'm worried. I never thought you would leave without... Hmm. You never do, really. You never leave without me knowing. But I thought you might have pulled or something. Oh, I would have loved to, but I was too drunk to pull. <laughs> but I was like, what am I going to do? You disappeared. Um, you know, I didn't know where you were. So I went back to our place. Then, then the next day... Well, I didn't go home, did I? I went back to the man to play. What did you do? <laughs> I mean, a bit of that, a bit of that, you know. Um, it's funny, I went missing and you decided it was a good time to go fuck a man. You should have called the police, not go to a man's house. I know. Think about it now, it's terrible. Oh, where's Amy? Oh, she'll be fine. I'm going to go off for a shag. Well, language barrier, I'm deaf, is a struggle. So if I was dead, how would you feel? Well, that's how I felt the next day. Because I went back to the man's house, you know, fucked, fucked, fucked. And then went home back about 10 o'clock in the morning, a bit confused. You know, we were flying at 2 or 3 o'clock, weren't mm. it? Um, and when I got back to the hotel and opened the door and you weren't there, I was like, oh, shit, got real. shit definitely got real, yeah, yeah. Shit got real. You know, panicked, and my phone was dead, so I was charging my phone, laying down while well, I paced the room. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. You know, what do I do? Um, you know, I waited for my phone to charge a bit and then I wanted to go to back to the place where we were the night before. Luckily, I arrived at about half ten, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, about 11 Remember, mm. Remember opening the door and you were there like, oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> it, I was, yeah I'm really, you were so worried. Where where were you? You were sleeping in a hut. Yeah, I woke up and realised I, I was in like a shop shack. or a shack. Yeah, shack. And I had a cushion. I was literally, I was, I was a bit like this. And I woke up, looked around, confused. Yeah. And I have no memory of how I got in there. I just, yeah, woke well, up confused in, in this some sort of shack. My battery, my phone was dead as well. I got on the bike and somehow scooted back to our hotel. It's not the best memory. That's the worst one. Yeah, well, it was the worst, but it was a bit funny. But it was like the most recent and it was a bit horrible, actually. But the whole travelling experience and the trip to Bali was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it's interesting because we are so close and get on as adults, but we didn't know each other when we were younger. Can you imagine if we were, if we went to the same school? Would we have been this close or do you think we wouldn't have liked each other? I think we would have been, you know, really close. I think we would have got on well because you're quite cheeky and you like to talk back. Mm. And I would have liked that confidence um because obviously i was cheeky when i was younger mm, i think we'd be like 
Yeah, a bit. I think we'd be, you know, we'd get turned on being be not horrible, not be, we'd be not horrible, but we would tease them. Yeah, we'd have a go. I can imagine. Yeah, we would have yeah. loads of fun together. And we both come from deaf families. Mm. We've got lots in common. So I think we would get on well. And also, I went to a mainstream school and you went to a deaf school. So, funnily enough, it was a deaf mm. school, but it was strictly oral. We weren't allowed to sign. So I didn't use mm. my first language and had to follow the oral method. So our experiences would probably have been quite similar. Yeah, I wasn't happy. You know, the support was crap. Um, you know, my identity, I was a bit unsure because, you no, know, I've got a strong deaf family of three generation. But in school, I was, like, you know, uncomfortable with my deaf identity in the here in school environment and I was targeted for being deaf and that's why like, I started to gain a lot of weight and um, wasn't really happy in school because you know I was being bullied but outside of school life it was good you know the real cheek of cocoa was in school but in outside of school but in school it's complete opposite so how many deaf people were there in your no, class no nothing just you you were the only one there was only two of us in my year and the other one was oral that must have been really hard mm. Well, I didn't really, like, help myself, really, because when I started in Year 7, my deaf friend Sarah was in Year 10 with, like, the others, like, Lee and that. Um, So I had friends in that year, but I was in Year 7 and they were in Year 10 and there was, like, six deaf people in that year Mm. and they were all using sign language and it was great. So I didn't bother with my age group and then, you know, I hung around in Year 10 and they went into Year 11 and I still hung around with them for the first two years. Um, I was with older kids and when they left I was completely um, lost and that's mm. when like the depression kicked in I hit rock bottom you know the bullying started they haven't you know bothered um, to make the effort with me and like my friends left mm. school I was depressed I was getting fat so yeah I think if we were in the same school I think my confidence would have been sky high yeah, it would have been so close but, yeah you know we would have been expelled I think <sighs> we would have been We'd be a bit naughty, wouldn't we? I don't think we would have done so well at school. No qualifications, no GCSEs. It would just be trouble, overconfident, not bothered. But I think if I went to your school, it might have been different. Mm. It's like, it might be difficult for you because, you know, you'll be full BSLUs, but I speak and mm. I can sign as well. I think I would have... Yeah, you would have loved that school. Yeah, would have done well, yeah. Because in class you can speak, but you can socialise in BSL as well. And, I mean, I already knew it was an oral school, but back then it was the best school for me at the time. There were no other suitable schools, really. And my mum did say to me, she warned me. She said, you know, it is an oral school. And I said, oh, mm. that's OK. It's just a bit of this, a bit of that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then I got into class on the first day and reality hit me hard. Mm. The teacher was just talking away. Everyone Awful. was just talking. No gestures, no nothing. They just talked to me and I thought, fuck, is it really like this? And the first week I was given a communication report because they said I signed too much. But you weren't allowed to sign at all? Not at that's all. disgusting. So I had a communication report that I had to give to the teacher. And, you know, I'd get into class and they'd talk and I'd give it to them at the end of the team, my report, see if I'd improved mm. or not. And if I hadn't improved, they'd just keep writing new communication reports. It's all because I was signing. How, how many reports did you have all together? <laughs> oh, so I don't know. I just tolerated it. And then teachers thought I was hard work because they were always on at me all the time and I just ignored them. And I was always last for lunch because I was signing. And it was like that for about five years. And then I got to year 11. I just thought, oh, you know what? Forget it. No. It was just too much aggravation to, to fight with. And it was a good school. It was lovely. I made mm. loads of friends there that I'm still with, that I'm still friends with today. The social life was just brilliant. It was just in that classroom. There was no mm. signing. Mm. But just imagine if you was in my school. 
because like your school's a boarding school as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I can most social side of it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice. Yeah, I think I wish I had that experience. I blame my mum. I've got a lot of fun memories. Lots yeah, of memories together. I think we should. Yeah, it's been interesting, but I think we should switch it up a gear. So we've got our bowl of words. So I'm going to pick one at random, open it up, read the word to you, and then you're going to share whatever comes to your mind. Share my thoughts. Why are you ruffling your hair? Well, it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why are you picking? I should be picking it. So, do you want to pick it? You always want to pick. You always pick it for me. Says who? Me. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. What, what, what does it say? Rumours. Okay, so this is quite funny actually. Do you remember that rumour that went around the deaf community about? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so we both woke up with our partners at pretty much the same time. Right. And then we became close friends and we went on to sign to win the deaf game show around that time, weren't it? That's right, yep. So we were staying in the hotel, over to you. So we filmed the Friday Feeling Dance on the bed. You've done some dancing, mm, sexy dancing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I posted it on mm. Instagram. And then a few months later, deaf people would come up to me <laughs> asking, are you and Coco having an affair? Yeah, affair. Mm. Huh? An affair? Yeah. <laughs> we heard you finished with your boyfriend for Coco. And then it escalated to us being lesbians, having sex in this hotel. And I was like, whoa, mm, whoa, whoa. I heard you were good li- um, I was a good liquor. <laughs> Bam, yeah, which is true. Yeah, I've been asked about it a lot. Like, seriously? And it was from the north as well. We both live in London and these rumours were happening in the Midlands. Yeah, people mm. actually thought we were in a relationship. And it's funny because we played up to it a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, last year. Yeah, the first six months we were just, like, you know, tagging pictures and, you know. (laughs) It it was funny, but then, yeah, it did get forgotten about, didn't it? But, yeah. Sometimes rumours can be dangerous, though. Mm. When you work in the deaf community, if you have deaf family, deaf mm. friends, it just means that names crop up and assumptions it's can true, be made yeah. and rumours are just easily spread. Because like, even, like, some people, you're like, are you with Amy? And, like, even my childhood, some childhood friends were asking if we were together. Yeah, people we hadn't spoke to for years and years, they'd heard the rumour. Yeah. I mean, like, the, like, even friends I still talk to today and ask if we were, if we were together... And um, and I was like, why didn't they just ask me? Yeah. You know, rumours can be dangerous. So, we're doing this podcast, which means there might be more rumours rumors about us out there. About us. We're in love, really. That's the rumour. <laughs> what do you think the rumour will be about? What do you think they'll say about us? Oh, what news? Oh, I heard they were paid a fortune. I heard this. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Give me the money. I'm broke. Next time. Do you remember when in Bali I was dancing? The oh, I asked no, you to come and you were yeah, like, no, 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 yeah. I need more drink. And I was like, come on, you don't need a drink, come on. No. You were like, no. And I can just kind yeah, of move away. Fine. You would pop it into it, like pop a dancing. Dancing, it's my, it's my escape. Sass, Signs and Vibes is hosted by me, Coco Bryden, and Amy Campbell Nottage, who is voiced by Louise Mitchum. 
Shoot in the Distant producer Dan Mendfield. Video editing Steph Cunliffe. Original music and audio mixing Chris Bailey. Executive producer LMA Roby. Executive editor Rachel Drummond Hay. This is the Drummer Pod brought to you by Drummer Television.